recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast, the only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? Thank you once again for listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast. My name is Chad Bradley. I, I am the host, like that guy said. If this happens to be your first time listening, make sure you go back and listen to some of the earlier interviews. All three of them, they're really good, in my humble opinion. The guest, that is. Not, not me, of course. This podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find your favorite podcast at Spreaker.com forward slash Studio DNA. Now, this week on the podcast, uh, this is probably easily my best interview I've ever done with Stephen Malcolm. Also happens to be the first, but that's uh, that's beside the point. Waffle House, Buffalo Wild Wings, and even the NBA. Plus, some music. Music by Stephen Malcolm. Because it's an episode where I interview. It makes sense. So buckle up and here we go. Not sure why you're buckling up, by the way, but I mean, I guess safety first. Let's start already. So, so thank you so much for one calling uh, and taking some time out of your night in uh, in cold, cold Michigan. Oh, no problem. But I wanted to uh, just get one. Just tell you, man, your your new music is is fantastic. Uh, not to say that your your old music isn't. I'm already starting off in a bad place. <laughs> no, but I love love your new song. Uh, if if you could just do me a favor though, real fast, and just give a quick overview of who Stephen Malcolm is. So, no, man, Stephen Malcolm is a young Jamaican man from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, grew up in the hip-hop culture, Jamaican father, white mom. When I was nine years old, my dad got busted for drugs and deported back to Jamaica. And my mom uh, was an alcoholic all my childhood. So I grew up fatherless, and my mom struggled with alcohol. And uh, so I gravitated towards, you know, what I've seen on the TV screen and big brothers in the streets. And I grew up playing basketball, loving basketball, wanting to be in the NBA, pursuing that. Uh, got caught up in chasing girls and chasing a, my own dream, not knowing who I was. You know, I was fatherless growing up. And so then uh, next thing you know, in 2010, I graduated high school and I was searching for purpose, searching for my identity. I got invited to this hip hop church. Well, I found Jesus a year later, became a, a worship leader at a hip hop church. So God calling me to use this gift of music to impact people and inspire the youth. And that's what I do now. That's who I am. So, man, that uh, it sounds like you had a real easy start to life and that obviously Christian music and uh, Christianity was just an obvious choice for you since everything was just so smooth. Well, no, no. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. You're like, did you? Were you listening at all? Uh, so, so something you should know about me is I, my humor is my uh, my timing okay. is off. Apparently, no, okay. dude. I so you're like, I'm gonna hang up on this guy. He wasn't listening. No, that's hilarious. Oh man, I should edit this out, but I'm gonna let it roll because I want people to know how weird I am. Faithful and available. I just wanna raise a little. You deserve it. All of me. Put that word all on. 
28. So you've been you've covered a lot of ground in the short 28 years that you you've been oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, dude, it was, and, like, it was crazy because all my, like, childhood, literally, like, I just put, like, blood, sweat, and tears into just a basketball career. Like, that was my life. That was my idol. I made that my identity. And I seen no fruit. Like, I, I literally, like, imagine spending, like, 18 years of your life, like, basically, like, you know, from your consciousness of knowing what you want to do. And then it all literally just being stripped away. And then just literally giving, yo, like taking the yoke of Christ and putting a cross on my back and really, you know, trusting in the Lord and following his path. And literally, it literally just felt like a path was laid out and I just had to just walk it. And it's just really been like smooth sailing from here. Obviously, there's, you know, valleys and falls and the journey happens, but it feels like a journey now. You know what I mean? Before yeah. it just felt like life or a chase or something, but the journey now, the beauty in that. It feels like when you, when you get to that point and even, even on the journey, you hit detours and you hit uh, unplanned stops, yeah. but, but still like yeah. knowing who is, man, this is going to get real corny, but knowing who your GPS is, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, no one, no one who's giving you the direction that it's, it almost you just gotta sit back and go, oh, this isn't this isn't so bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Because one, it, the pressure's yeah. off of you when you're when you dive in and embrace what God has for you. The pressure's off of you. It's yeah. it's up to Him to come good on His promises, and He does. But the pressure, yeah. man, it's it's off of, of who we are and what we got planned. You're Absolutely. 28. When did you start into music? Oh uh, man, I started music when I was like 21. Yeah, like 21 years old. So like, I came to Christ. And I think I was on like nineteen twenty, and then twenty one is when I started making music. I made my first mixtape, which no one will ever hear because it's not out anymore. But it was called Christ My Flag. <laughs> I'm sure someday that will be like worth buku bucks on like Amazon or something like that. You should you should hold on to it. That would be crazy, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I should I should try to find a copy. So basically, who you are, what you've come up through it's all kind of an extension into your music. You know, what you're, you said you were, you, you're working with youth in the church. Yeah. I mean, obviously not to say that your, your style of music is only good for kids because let's be honest, good music is just good music. It doesn't have to be targeted Absolutely. towards an age. I mean, otherwise people wouldn't like the Beatles or the Eagles or whatever, because it's so old. It's not for our age group. But so, so tell me about like the, the focus of your music. Like what, what do you hope at yeah. the end of the day, that people hear yeah man honestly that's that's what i've really even lately um as of 2019 just discovering who i am as an artist because growing up i didn't want to i didn't know i was going to become an artist and so lately guys just really put it on my heart to, to ask that question of like why am i doing music what inspires me what is my why like just the impact man you know what i mean yeah just, just, just the impact of the story. Um, I, I want, I want people to be impacted by my story because with me, the thing with music is people love music. Obviously, like because it's it's something that that speaks the language of the people, but also people look up to artists who they see has the courage to talk about stuff that they may be afraid to talk about. 
So it's just like being able to be artistic and tell my story and knowing that people can relate to the story and be inspired and be impacted by that. It's really what I want, man, for my music. Well, that's impressive because, I mean, the the easy thing to do is when you have negative circumstances is to buy into that and go, obviously, no good can come from this. Uh, but then right. stories like yours where by, again, all, all tents and purposes, you, you should not, you shouldn't be successful. You shouldn't, you know, you you have an excuse, at least for my, my, uh, yeah, my angle. Like I, if I were in the same situation, I would have the best excuse to do whatever I want. And to be honest with you, I've used other uh, circumstances in my life to just go off and do whatever I want. Cause I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's not my fault. So obviously somebody screwed up somewhere. Right, I'm going to take this opportunity to go live life the way I want, but it's not gratifying at the end right, of the day. And, right. And that, that's the easy route. Like, yo, I'm the only one in my family that has graduated high school and went to college and literally is in a career. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, like I, I've success, I'm the only one that like has gotten married and has a healthy, happy marriage. You know what I mean? Like I've broken a family curse. Like there's a story in that, and there's millions of other young men in the world who can relate to that. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's the story that impacts man, and I've literally just started realizing that, and and that's re- really what I've really been trying to do, man, is start telling my story. One of the coolest things I see about stories like yours and others, and even, I mean, everybody, everybody's got a story. Everybody's story is important. But what I love is when people can embrace their imperfections and not, not, not in a way that's like, oh, I, I'm this terrible person over here, so I'm going to always do this. But when you take that, when you look at life from that and go, yeah, God's got, God's got me. He's making up the difference. And even though, you know, yeah. you, you might every day wake up with good intentions. I do. I, I don't win every day. I, I lose a lot of days, but the amazing thing is knowing at the end of the day, the next day, God's got us and he's making up the difference for our imperfection. And resting in that, that's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing to do. Was fatherless, felt so abandoned. My life was surrounded by drugs and the gangsters. I turned to the TV for role models. All that I seen was to go and be famous. So I based my life around women. The lust in my life got me crippling. God seen a sinner, then became the centerpiece. Off of the centerpiece in my identity. Yeah. Divide the system, die forgiven. Rise with wisdom, grind persistent. Shine the vision, shot persistent. Jot the mission. My position, start and guard my game too hard. Yeah. Hold up in the second city, we'll be never too far. No heart too hard, no sin too big. Or trap a man, and I am his. Yeah. Out to the dark. Out to the prison uh, Light up the future Hope and redemption yeah. Out to the darkness yeah, I'm in that of winter Out to the prison Here once a whole of torture Now yeah, we set free from passion Shit from Zion, we are going to your Fighters of redemption I'm a second city, ay, ay, ay Where'd that come from? Like, what, what, what inspired it? Yeah. Yeah, man. So my father, which the project is dedicated to, um, was born in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And a nickname for Montego Bay is the second city. With this album, I wanted to integrate that heritage of reggae music uh, in the record and with the concepts and stuff like that. And, And this whole project is about identity about a young man who his father had the biggest impact on his life due to his absence. 
And because of his absence, that drove him to search for identity, search for purpose. And I found it in my father, God. And so it's just like the whole story of that. And he passed away a few years ago. Uh, so it was nine the last time I ever got to see him. Um, just that whole story, man, like God gets the glory. And um, so with the second city, it's just all about like that old to my past and that, that, that new redemption, that new identity. I found in Christ and my father, God, and it's in the second city. Um, and with that, it's just a celebration of youth who know their purpose, who know their identity, um, who have a dream and are just living it out and inspired and on fire. Hey there. So fun story. Mid interview, the audio completely stopped recording for five minutes and it happened to be the best Five minutes, most compelling conversation in the history of conversations. And it was lost forever. So you'll just have to deal with that knowledge. But to get back on track, I asked him, what was something he wanted to accomplish in his career at just 28 years old? Yeah, absolutely. So 2019, I have to check off the list of Stephen Malcolm tour. The second city has to hit the road. Uh, I want to see fans. I want to see Stephen Malcolm fans coming out. Uh, I want to see them raging. We're going to turn up. We're going to worship. We're going to have fun. Uh, I'll probably have the homie Maddie Ray. She's a super dope up-and-coming artist who I really believe in. I'll probably have my IMG homies rock. Um, probably definitely got to have DJ, um, the bad guy, my DJ there. Um, and then openers. Um, I love to do, uh, I love to go to cities and the cities that we're rocking in. Uh, to have a local opening, to have them like, you know, uh, you know, I love kicking it with them, pouring into them, like, you know, because they get excited and they get inspired being able to like open up for an artist that they look up to. So I love giving them that opportunity and, you know, being there to, to kick it and to build with them and just have fun. And, and, you know, they bring their community out and I bring the fans out and we just have fun. So, 2019, Stephen Malcolm, Second City is going to hit the road. Second City tour coming soon. Well, now, now I'm excited. I want to make, <clears throat> I want to make sure I hit that. Do you have it in stone yet? Is it? What's the? Uh, no, or that's no, just a wish yet. list. Yeah, no, no, no. Right now, it's something that we're gonna we're planning for the summer and the fall. Right now, strictly studio, and because I got like a huge project I'm working on for the summertime. That's literally gonna be a bombshell, crazy. Oh man! Now, now I'm now I'm all kinds of excited. Um, what is what's one of your one of your favorite songs? Period to play live, like you just you just can't wait for this song. Fuego, that's my joy. <laughs> Fuego is the cheat code. Like for live shows, I I look at Fuego as the cheat code because the place just goes crazy. That's the hit. That's the home run. That's the layup. That's Fuego. The cheat code. I like. <laughs> I like that term, man. That's, uh, that's, I've never heard it called that before, but I used to wedding DJ. And so I kind of know about the cheat codes, only they're way different because they're like the chicken dance and things like that, that tell people how to dance in those. So those are a DJ's cheat code. If you hear that at a wedding, 
You know the DJ doesn't have any skills. That's just uh, uh-huh. that's just reality. This here the second city for those who thinkin' we do not got it on lock with no key. We are the prodigy. We are the anomaly. Strength in the outnumbered. We are IPAV. We are slightly crazy. We are Patrick Swayze. We go and ghost till the end over. But we do not end over. Joe told me snap. I'm like Lego. Hype beats all over that fuego. Yeah, all on the table. Yeah, my bros on payroll. Hey, tell him goes a lelo. Yeah, just keep it fresco. Again, I'm sorry. I want I want to make sure we get this artists that you said inspire you. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, my two biggest inspirations is Michael Jackson and Bob Marley. Uh, I started dancing because of Michael Jackson and Bob Marley. His music of peace and unity uh, and empowering the people is insane. Uh, some you know people nowadays, uh, people like Travis Scott, uh, KB, um, people like uh, Jaden Smith. Um, you know what I'm saying? Even outside of music, like artistically, like fashion designers like uh, Jerry Lorenzo um, or Virgil from Off-White, like, those are all inspirations of mine. Awesome. And what, um, and music, artist, genre, uh, maybe it's a project that you can listen to today that holds up that you're just like, you know what? It doesn't matter what it is. It's still good today. Doesn't doesn't matter how old it is. Definitely Tupac. Like, I feel like a lot of times nowadays people are like, oh, like, it's kind of old, but no, uh, Pac is, is the legend of hip-hop and uh, Pac is classic, so definitely Tupac. What should people know about you? What, what should people know that you're doing? Where are places that people can go to find your stuff? Uh, StevenMalcolm.com, that's the website. They can check me out on Instagram, Steven Malcolm Music. Check me out on Twitter, at Steven Malcolm. And, uh, you know, the Second City, the album is out everywhere. And uh, the Second City tour is coming in 2019. And in the summer of 2019, I am going to drop the project of the year. And it's going to be a bombshell. Boom. That's putting some weight behind it. Yeah. No, it's going to be amazing. Well, I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear it now that you've, you've, you've hyped it up that way. So what do you eat on the road that makes you happy? Listen, Buffalo Wild Wings. And down. And Waffle House, because I live in Michigan, so Waffle House is a treat. <laughs> for, for sure. No, dude, I, I, I grew up in Michigan, so I know all about like Waffle House fandom. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think anybody actually makes a better waffle. <laughs> Straight up. No, that's fact. I mean, let's not no talk fact. about cleanliness of the establishment, but when it comes to uh, no, waffles. Yeah, always dirty. Yes, no, the establishment, that's the beauty of it. I feel like, like, Sometimes it's like, man, the dirty, the dirtier the establishment sometimes the better the food. And that's like the 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 golden case is with Waffle House. Literally, you have to make sure you wipe off your silver for one. Bring your own. Food is flat. <laughs> right. So I I lived in Louisiana for a little while, and it was like if you wanted the best food, you went to the hole in the wall gas station that you're pretty sure, like, would be condemned tomorrow. They had the best po' boys I've ever had. <laughs> 
I mean, that's just a good rule of thumb. Usually the dirtier the place, the better the food. What question do you wish I would have asked you? Um, or what do you wish? You $1,000? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I already know the answer to that one because I, 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 that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of my own, my own as well. Because um, I got kids, diapers, man. You, you're, you said you're married. Do you have, uh, do you have kids? Nope. All right. Not on, not on the radar yet, huh? Not on the radar, not on the schedule. All right. Well, they will ruin your life in the best way possible should it ever happen. So <laughs> take that from me. That's, hey, that's, <clears throat> what, that, that's what I hear, man. Absolutely. Perfect example. Well, dude, seriously, again, thank you so much again for joining me. Uh, look forward to uh, the best album of 2019 that you said is, is coming out later this year hey. and the Second City Tour coming okay. to a city near you, hopefully. Thank you. Will do, man. Appreciate you. Bless up. A big thanks to Curb Word Entertainment for helping set up the interview with Stephen Malcolm, as well as my buddy Josh Lorich. You're the best. Do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. Also, share it with other people, like on social media. If you're a fan of the show especially, then everybody wins. So find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search the Hot Takeout Podcast. Any of those places, like, share, subscribe, rate wherever you're listening. Do all the podcasty stuff. But seriously, the big things are sharing and then also subscribing. That goes a long way. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. 